It's time for Business Minds Coffee Chat, an inspiring show about the journey to personal and professional growth. And now, your host, Jay Shear. Hey everyone, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat, and I am your host, Jay Shear, and I am super excited today because we're going to do something a bit different. First, I have got a very special guest with me in the studio, David Ayers. David, it is great to see you. Thank you for being here today. Well, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. So we thought that we would change things up a little bit today and turn the mic over to David and see if David can ask me some deep and penetrating questions just for you. So, David, the microphone is yours. So uh, what's what am I not allowed to ask you? You can ask me anything you want, David. I'm an open book. There's nothing to hide and only good stuff to share. So All right. well, bring looking, it on. Yeah, because I, I know you, but I don't know a whole lot about you. So yeah. I'm thinking a lot of our listeners are are the same way. So Jay Shear. So let me say, who is Jay Shear? You tell us right now. Who is Jay Shear? Who is Jay Shear? So... The man behind the voice that you hear, you know, it, it, that's that's an interesting question to ask because I can go pretty deep on that. But let me keep it at this point. So I am what I do, which is not who I am, but what I do is business coaching, consulting. I advise with businesses. I mentor businesses. And then I also have the radio show and I host a weekly podcast as well. So those are the things that I do. And the person that I am, I just I'm a person who's exploring life and trying to become the best version of myself. I've been through uh you know a, a very lengthy successful corporate career and different iterations of myself. I failed multiple times. I continue to fail, but I continue to pull myself back up and try to learn as many lessons as I can from people like you and people in this community and great mentors that I surround myself with. So just you know, a, a guy that's learning and that's looking for a way to contribute and give back and leave this world a bit better than the way that I found it. Good childhood, bad childhood. You know, actually a good childhood. So I was fortunate to be uh, to have uh, both my mother and my father uh, growing up had a good foundation to work from. My father was a real estate agent for over 30 years. By the way, I grew up in Virginia. Uh, My father was a real estate for over 30 years. My mother was a small business owner. She was a stay-at-home mom at the beginning, and then she opened up a small business. So I had some good examples along the way. And so I'm blessed from that regard. And, you know, look, with with every family, we all bring our stuff with us, right? So there's always baggage. And I don't point fingers or complain about, about anything that I experienced. I can tell you that there were some important lessons that I learned along the way. Uh, one of the challenges that I faced, David, was that I was constantly compared to others that were in my peer group. So I was very loving parents, but I had an ideal that I could not live up to. And I tried and constantly ran into that comparison trap and it caused some challenges for me. And I shut down as a result of it. But uh, again, it's about the lessons we learn and it's about what we do with 
those lessons that make the biggest difference. How many siblings? I have two siblings, so I am in the middle, older sister, younger sister. And and so you probably know this, but um, where you rank as a sibling really determines who you are in life. Ooh, tell if, me more. Well, if you're the oldest one and you're a girl, people often refer you as a dominant bitch. If you're a guy, you're a... If you're in the middle, like you, you can't overcome the older sibling. So therefore, you try to find your place into fitting in with it, and you take a second seat. And then if a third one comes along and there's a baby, well, the baby has to win everybody over with sweetness and hugs and kisses, and aren't they the favored one, which leaves the middle one kind of lost. That's a, that's a really good good point and a good way of looking at that family dynamic. And now, there's, there's a there's, lot of women listening that aren't going to like to hear that. Well, maybe um, uh, one third of them. Well, if you don't like what you just heard, contact David Ayers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but you know, but there's truth to that, right? So it, what, what about you? I mean, where, where did you, did, did you have siblings? That's another show. This is about Jay Shear. Well, today. we're going to come back to that at some point then, my so friend. So are you left brain or right brain? I am more – actually, I, I fall somewhat in the middle. I, I, I really do. So there's aspects of me that are very right-brained, and then there's some analytical aspects to me as well. So I can be creative, and actually creativity is one of the things that helped me grow up. It's one of the things that really helped me out of some negative spin that I had experienced early in life. It, but then the analytical side tends to tends to take over, and I appreciate the fact that I can draw from both. Are you good at math? I am decent at math, and thank, love, thank goodness for spreadsheets. Do you love doing math? I enjoy developing spreadsheets. I enjoy developing databases. If if you were to ask me just to sit there and solve a bunch of math problems, I would say, yeah, not something where I. That's not where I want to spend my time. I think you're a three quarter right brain. Okay, three quarter. I'll take it. Yeah, you know, because well, you feel an obligation, or uh, you know, especially saying, well, you got to be better at math, Jay, and so you uh, kind of, but you'd rather go because you know, in solving math problems, you prefer helping to solve people problems, which is far right brain. Yeah, that, that, that's. That's absolutely true. There's no question about that. And, uh, you know, it's funny, as you were making that comment, I, when I was young, one of the things that I really remember was my mother called to my school on multiple occasions and having a round table with all of my teachers and the principal sitting with my mother, not with me, but with my mother. And they were telling her all the things that I wasn't doing. And, of course, she would come home, and then I would have the wrath of whatever that, that conversation entailed. But the one one thing that did come out of those conversations that they said was, Jay is very creative. He's highly creative. And he's a funny guy. That would be right brain. That would be left brainers right. are not highly creative or funny. Those are accountants. <laughs> right. that's, that's exactly right. That's not me. That's right. Okay. Oh, that's that's all right. So um, so what are your strengths? My strengths are communication would be certainly at the top, my ability to listen well and to ask good questions and to then be able to, based on the conversations and the information that I'm obtaining, being able to solve 
challenges, solve bigger challenges, and help people become the best that they can be. That is really where I spend a lot of my time and where I think, feel that my strengths lie. So when you were just graduating high school and um, heading out into the world, um, did you see yourself doing what you're doing now? I didn't back then. I actually... How, how old are you? Oh, my gosh. Thank you, David. I, will you give your age if I give you mine? When I'm on... It's my show, but this is your show. Okay. So, so I'm 58 right now. <laughs> and so looking back, David, the... You know, repeat the question again. How old are you? 58. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you said 48, I would say, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. No, so look, looking back, no, I, I did not see myself being a business coach, consultant, doing that sort of thing. So why are you? Why am I? Because I decided there was a point where I had spent the majority of my career working for someone else, working for other companies, helping them be as successful as they could be. And I enjoyed it. There was tons of benefits. I've I've traveled the country. I've traveled the world. My last position, I worked for Warren Buffett and learned just some incredible, valuable lessons. But it was time, David, to embark on something that I was doing on my own, something where I felt that every day anything that I was doing was impacting my own body of work, not benefiting so a corporation. Work, all right, working for a corporation, there's security there. You got a paycheck, you got benefits, you got a job, you got a desk, got a chair, okay. And then um, some leap of faith came because there's always a risk with leap of faith. Was there a risk and was it a leap of faith? A absolutely. Sure, there was a risk. I, I mean, I was very fortunate that I had a successful career, so I was prepared for it if if all things fell apart. and So you're wealthy? Well, there's lots of definitions of wealth. Let's just say that I had planned in such a way that I knew that I could go for a year, and if things didn't work out, that it was going to be okay, okay. right? I had already paid off my home, paid off my cars. I, you know, I had no debt, so my level of risk wasn't quite as high as it may be for for others. But there was still risk, right? I'm walking away from a great salary, from benefits, from bonuses, from travel, all of those things, and relationships that I had for many, many years, but specific to an industry. So now I'm jumping into something brand new where I'm reestablishing new relationships, building from the ground up, but just believing in myself, right? And I had a strong enough belief that I knew I could do it, and that's Are you what married? I did. Are you married? I am. And when you took your leap of faith, was your wife following behind? She actually was. She was very supportive. I mean, she knew... She knew the trajectory that I had been on. She knew what I had accomplished. She knew the challenges that I faced along the way. And she's always been incredibly supportive. And I, and I, I love her dearly, not because of that, obviously, but the fact that she was standing right there with me. And she not, not one time did she challenge the decision or say, well, gee whiz, Jay, what if, mm -hmm. right? There was none of that. Of course, so, we've been together for over 30 years. And, that was you know, my question. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like it was a, a brand new marriage, right? We, I mean, we'd been through lots of ups and downs together. Kids? I've got one child uh, who is 30 years old, 
And, you know, I learn from him every single day, and I'm blessed to have him in my life, and I'm blessed that he is here locally in this community. And uh, just just an amazing role model for me of what excellence looks like. What because you do strive for excellence, and and I think that's you know when you look at it in other people and your your job now. What, well, give us your job description right now. What do you? What is your job, Jake? So my job is in terms of business coaching and consulting is to help businesses become the absolute best that they can become. In what way? Improve. Perf- in, in multiple ways. So I can't help every business. I fully realize that. But if there's a business out there that is they, – they've reached a ceiling where they just can't seem to go any further. They're struggling with – with uh, employee retention, they're in, they're struggling with maintaining customers. They're having a difficult time growing revenue or be, being as profitable as they can be, or they're working so many hours that they have no life beyond their work. Those are my sweet spots. So those are the areas where I work with them to take a look at at how their business is currently set up, how they're operating, how they're investing their time, and then looking for ways that we can optimize that to help them get the greatest performance that they can, both personally and professionally, because it starts with us, right? We bring ourselves to work every single day. And if we, you know, I always like to say, if you want to build a sustainable, profitable business, it always starts with us. We have to work on who we are before we can increase and grow our business. Okay. And we are going to take a brief break here, David. The questions are great, and I look forward to coming back from this break. But we want to thank our amazing sponsors. Thank you so very much for listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat. And don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Got bugs? No one likes bugs. I'm Brad with Eagle Pest Solutions. Get rid of and prevent bugs with Eagle Pest Solutions. Human and pet safe annual treatments. If the bugs come back, so do we for free for one year from treatment. Your Flagler County locally owned and veteran owned pest control solution. Safer, better, and less intrusive. Roaches, ants, or spiders? Call today. Eagle Pest Solutions, 386-445-7414. That's 386-445-7414. There's no business like show business like no business I know. Visit the Fitzgerald Performing Arts Center at Flagler Auditorium. We're about to release our new season of professional touring shows. Visit our website at flaglerentertainment.com. Sign up for our newsletter. You can be the first to know about our shows and special offers. And remember, every time you buy a ticket to a show, you support the performing arts in Flagler schools and you support our local economy. Let your local farmer's insurance agent, Michael Zeef, put his experience to work for you. Michael Zeef proudly serves Flagler County families and businesses and is ready to review your existing policies or provide a no-obligation quote today. Call Michael Zeef at 386-276-9130 to get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's Michael Zeef at 386-276-9130. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. 
underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Looking for a trusted advisor to help you buy or sell real estate? Look no further than Jack Corbett at Coldwell Banker Premier Properties. With over 20 years of experience in real estate, Jack is an award-winning top producer ready to help you achieve your real estate goals. First-time home buyer or a seasoned investor? Jack has the expertise and knowledge to guide you through the process. Call 386-569-1872 and take the next step in your real estate journey. That's 386-569-1872. All right, we're back. And again, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat, and I am in the studio with David Ayers this morning. We're having a fantastic conversation, and we really have decided to uh, to turn the hosting responsibilities over to David. So, David, it's right back at you. Well, you know, picking up from before the break, you were saying that you people come to you for help, not just in, in your... your, your bill yourself as a business consultant, that kind of a thing. But then you also said that you have to dig into their personal life as well, because to be truthful about their business, you do have to have an understanding of their personal life. Absolutely. Isn't that pretty touchy when, um, and, and so give us an example without naming anybody, just, you know, in your head, pick out one of your clients where there was a lot of work to be done personally and business wise. So how did they come to you? And, you know, how do they become a client, first of all? And then how did you attack it? Yeah, that's the, those are all great questions. So the how they came to me part, let me start with that one. So I am I'm very active on social media, including LinkedIn, all your basic social channels. So I put a lot of content out into the market. And typically it's content, just helpful nuggets of information for someone to think about. The reality is, and David, I, for the rest of you, you can't see this, but I'm wearing a shirt right now that really is a self-signaling shirt. So a lot of the content that I put out is first for me, right? It's a reminder of the things that I should be doing every day. So sometimes that content will attract someone into my space and they'll reach out to me. They'll visit my website. They'll you know, they express some interest, they subscribe to my newsletter, all those kinds of things. So I'm going to take one particular client. I'm not going to name names, but a client came to me through a business group that I'm involved in and they needed some help. They were struggling in their business. They were having a difficult time generating enough revenue to support the business at the same time they wanted to grow. But as I had mentioned to you before, they were also working a a tremendous number of hours, but they weren't seeing the fruits of their labor. So the the more conversations I had with them, I realized that the owner of the business had a difficult time establishing priorities. Okay. So what we did, and this was through conversation. So I have an onboarding process that I go through where I'm learning about the person. I'm learning about the business. I'm looking at how they spend their time, where they invest their resources, how they hire, how they fire, what their culture of the business looks like, what their goals are, all those sorts of things. So I found that, that this particular business owner, in terms of scheduling, really had no rhyme or reason to how they were scheduling appointments with their customers. So they may run from, and let's just say they happen to be local, they may run from Palm Coast to Port Orange, and then from Port Orange to back, back to Palm Coast, and then to Daytona. 
Okay, so does that make a lot of sense? Does that allow you to optimize your time? No, it doesn't. So that's a small example. But when you start to extract that out and you start to look at how they're setting priorities, it became very apparent that they just weren't using their time effectively. So we worked on time management. We we worked on areas where we could help that person use their energy the most effective way to see the greatest return on their investment. When you start to do that, you start to make subtle, small changes in priorities and setting goals and how you show up to the day. Little small changes become very big changes over a long enough timeline. So that's exactly what happened, and that creates a ripple effect. So you start with the person, right? That you start changes. That that ultimately becomes how the business changes as well. And then you start to see those changes occur. And it really is – it's an amazing process to see. But here is one thing, and this is for anyone that's listening right now. If you're not committed – to the process. If you're not committed, and the shirt I'm wearing right now says do the work, if you're not committed to doing their work or doing the work, then don't expect to see the changes happen. Anything that we do, we may want to see change happen. We may want to have better relationships. We may want to have better customers. We may want to have more time to do the things that we want to do. Those are wants. Until you actually do something about it, until you take specific actions and you're, you're willing to put in the work and you're disciplined about it, let me tell you something, nothing is going to change. You're going to be in the same place six months, a year from now, until you do something different. So, and I help people do the different things and put the work in to see the changes that they want to see in their life and business. So that example was logistics that with a company. Yes. So what about people that are just not they you know everybody shouldn't be a business owner everybody shouldn't be a manager you know with the whole peter peter principle you know we rise to our own level of incompetence have you ever told a client that they're they should not be doing this well i i haven't had the situation where I told someone they shouldn't be doing this but i ever had a situation where you thought you should say that but didn't want to No, not specifically, but I will say that I've had a business owner or two that the business model, the product or service that they were offering was not a good fit for them. That didn't mean that they didn't have the capability to change their business model and offer something different because they had a skill set or a talent that leaned more in a different direction. That's not that that's a difficult conversation but when someone hires me they're not hiring me to be their friend right they're hiring me to be their coach to mentor them to help them be as successful as they can be and along with that comes very difficult conversations sometimes well and more and nothing more difficult conversation for a business person when it's a family business Absolutely. Do you have any family businesses as clients? I, I do. And, and family businesses, look, there's there's pros and cons to all different types of businesses. And I, I wouldn't say that, you know, I wouldn't put a family business in a category and say that they're all the same way because they're not, right? We're all, we're all different. But family businesses can have some very, very difficult dynamics to work with. And look, you have to treat any business as a business, whether it's a family business or not, we don't allow 
if you want to be able to build a sustainable, solid business that is going to grow and has the opportunity to be the best that it can be, you have to treat it like a business and not like a family. Hmm. Easier There's said than done. Easier Mr. said than Mr. done. Business Absolutely. Coach. But that's where it comes to having the difficult conversations. So as an example, let's take a look at a family business. If I if I were working with one and, and I knew up front that they were having some difficult uh, issues when it comes to responsibility and, and this person's not holding up their end of the bargain, but they're the son and, you know, what am I supposed to do? Or they're the daughter, you know, I kind of let things go. Well, you know, I would sit down and one of the first things we would do would be to start to look at accountability, right? Matching the skill set with the responsibility that that person is doing. So you've heard the saying before, put the right person in the right seat on the bus, right? So am I, do I have the right person there? And again, for the owner of that family business, they have to be prepared up front to be able to make the difficult decisions, right? And that includes if you're going to work with a business coach and they're going to give you suggestions and ideas on things that you can do to make the kinds of change you're looking for, you better be prepared to take action on them, right? Because if you're not, if you're not committed to that process, then you're not going to see the changes that you want. Somebody listening right now that is thinking about starting a business in mm-hmm. Flagler County, Palm Coast, and they go, oh, this guy Jay seems pretty sharp. Uh, he's been around. He uh, likes to help businesses. What about um, as far as incubating a business, something that what does this market need that it doesn't have? You know, that that's a great question. I, we, we've got a great community here, and there's, a, there's an entrepreneurial spirit here. I think that there is plenty of opportunity. I would encourage anyone who's interested in getting into business to try to find – Look around and find what is the need, right? When you can match a need with something that you provide, if you can fill that need, bring a solution to the market, and you're the best at doing that thing, you are going to be successful. The key, though, is is finding what the issue is. What is the problem that someone is having? Is it a marketable solution, whether it's a product or a service, whatever it happens to be? And are you filling a need? If you're just one of a 100 others who are doing the exact same thing, you're going to have a very difficult time. You have to find what it is that differentiates you from everyone else. Why is your product... Why is your service better than everyone else? I will tell you this much. In this market, and I'm not talking specifically to Flagler County, but in the market as a whole today – it seems like everyone is a business coach. Everyone is, uh, you know, nowadays you see marketing and advertising for, you know, for business strategists, for business coaches and whatnot. And look, everybody's different. And, and, and I think that the key there is to find out what is it that you do differently than everyone else? Why should someone work with you? How are you going to solve a problem differently than someone else is? So when you can do that, when you can find that niche that you have, become one of one, not one of a thousand. Easier said than done. Um, like, why, you know, what is it that we need here? And everybody's thinking along those, like, all right, if I could open one up here, that, that would just be, you know, what, what would it be? Do you have a, a secret um, business that uh, somebody should be starting and incubating and being one of one? So I, again, I'm going to encourage 
anyone and everyone listening right now, if you're interested in starting a business, start. If you're not already doing this, get out into the community. As an example, so our show, obviously, we we air this show on Saturday. There are events that are happening every single week in this community where you can go out and engage with a number of people from this community. Ask the question. Look around. Find out what is it that they need. Get active on social media. Look at the questions that are being asked and get get be responsive, right? Listen. Like I, we were talking about earlier, you you were asking me what is, you know, what is one of the things that uh, that I do well. You know, it's asking questions and it's listening. And I'm asking those kinds of questions. What would make your life easier? Well, I'll say it for you here. If I was going to start a business and I didn't quite know what, I would call Jay and brainstorm with you. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm ready for you. Well, David, I know we're out of time here, but I'm going to ask you one quick question before we wrap up the conversation here. And here's the question. What is one challenge that you would give our audience? What is something that you would challenge all of us, including me, to do? Uh, Find a a cause that makes you emotionally feel good and apply yourself to it and make a difference and help. Um, A lot of people have a lot of time. You can tell that by social media, how much time they spend on that. Um, And get out and do something good. Beautiful. I love that. And for all of you that are listening right now, I hope you take David up on that challenge because there is plenty of opportunity for you to be able to give and make a difference in the lives of others. And I want to thank all of you so very much for tuning into Business Minds Coffee Chat. David, thank you for joining us today. We'll be back next Saturday morning at 830. And until then, keep learning and growing and keep working to reach your potential. Take care, everybody. 